the best in the world. I've been the best ever since day one on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. And trust me when I tell you, I am the hottest property in this industry today. Nobody can touch me. The only thing that's real is me, day in and day out. I am the best in the world. Do I have everybody's attention now? Been a long road, overcame the damaging anger, overtook me two years of managing my animals, thoughts apathetic, mixed with passionate, the life or death of Mike's death couldn't be more accurate. Been a long road, overcame the damaging anger, overtook me two years of managing my animals, thoughts apathetic, mixed with passionate, the life or death of Mike's death couldn't be more accurate. Only one on one, never a comparison, keep my hurt hidden, free from but if I lash out, you're the target of harassment Better for my mental to start my own banishment 30 years battling in a me Battered man gave it all up And the real things that matter and do I miss it maybe, but there's no turning back again New adventures great with the six flags unraveling Others understanding, ain't top priority Brothers pushing 50, craving for authority Sensitive Ralphs, need to stay far from me So you Donnie, they ignore the calm of me Learning not to let it bother me Keep them farther from me at my best When I'm threatened but they keep cornering me See all the signs, box them out, no bordering me Can't afford states tune out, the demons calling on me Been a long road, overcame the damaging Anger overtook me, two years of managing In the most thoughts, apathetic, mixed with passionate The life or death of Mike Steph couldn't be my accurate Been a long road, overcame the damaging Anger overtook me Two years I'm managing in the most thoughts, apathetic, mixed with passionate. The life or death of Mike's death couldn't be more accurate. What up, people? I said, what up, people? What up, people?
Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Mike Steph podcast, featuring the one and only Mike Steph, best in the world at what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back this week after giving much thought, much consideration on just saying, you know what? I'm going to take an unannounced week off to go to go along with the week that I'm taking off next weekend. And um, yeah, I'm just going to make my presence missed. But of course, I reconsider, push it back a little bit. And voila, here I am. Mike Steph in the flesh. A visionary. A revolutionary. Mike freaking Steph. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Um, I'm not really in the greatest of moods for various reasons and probably a lot of reasons that I don't even understand myself. But that's part of the reason why I decided to actually do this podcast, do this episode this week. Because there's not there was no news that was really, really pertinent for me to have to get on these YouTube streets, get on these podcasting airwaves, these audio airwaves, and get my salty voice, salty thoughts, get my sprinkle of views. Because at the end of the day, we just had Super Bowl. And there's probably a million and one. Matter of fact, they you know, I, that's probably an understatement. There's a million and one podcast slash YouTube videos that y'all could listen to or y'all have listened to by the time that that this video even drops. So that's not really the main reason. As I've told y'all in the past, this, um, this form in some ways is a form of therapy. Sometimes I can be in the most craviest of moods. And then once I turn this microphone on, and once I start talking to y'all, once I start giving my views on whatever the topic may be for that particular week, by the time I press in record, I'm about two or three levels better than I was when I started. Will that be the case this week? Hopefully, probably, but there's no guarantee. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet this week, but before I get into my little spiel, four minutes and 16 seconds in, I'm going to let y'all know the layout for what to expect on this here episode. Since I mentioned it earlier, I might as well mention it again. This will be a Super Bowl recap to a certain degree. This will be a Super Bowl-centric episode in which the Kansas City Chiefs repeat it and beat the San Francisco 49ers in an overtime thriller this past Sunday. I have a couple of thoughts on how that game played out. I have a couple of thoughts on what to expect maybe in the future concerning Kansas City, concerning Patrick Mahomes, concerning the whole franchise as a whole. And I figured I'd just put a nice bow tie on this 2023 slash 2024 
NFL season that I've been covering since the very, very effing beginning. That would be topic number one. Topic number two is actually connected to topic number one, but it's more in the entertainment field. Super Bowl halftime show. This year, we was graced by Ursha for a magnificent, magnificent show, if I do say so myself. But as much as everybody is applauding and giving their kudos to US H-E-R, um, I'm course i have i, I can nip t- nitpick and that's exactly what the fuck i'm gonna do i'm gonna nitpick some of the things that i saw in that performance and a lot of it actually had nothing to do with him but certain things i've seen and saw in that performance that i was like eh, it was good it was good but everybody's saying this is the best super bowl performance ever fuck out of here nah nah and since that's my first f-bomb let me put this in at the very beginning this episode will feature explicit, explicit, explicit language, some adult themes, and probably will be, be very non-politically correct. So if you have a problem with that, I suggest you press that stop button or you scroll up and down your feed and look for something else. Because guess what? I ain't zipping in my lip. I ain't going to tighten my shit up. I'm going to speak my mind fully this week without any type of repercussion, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. So I guess you can call that my parental advisory, parental discretion advisory, which I put at the end, but will be completely effing ignored. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of things, there's a couple of things in that performance that I had a little problem with. And just like certain things I just saw throughout the broadcast that I'm going to put my two cents on. So it's going to be like, a salty thought to Mike Step Podcast slash Popery a bullshit part three. Should have wrote that in the in the banners, but hey, maybe I'll get around to it. Maybe I won't. Yes, and that's pretty much what's on the docket this week. Um, for those who enjoyed my wrestling century episode, yeah, there'll probably be more to come on this road to WrestleMania. And for those who did it, I'm sorry. Guess what? So, football season is over. Um, unless my Jets do something idiotic like they did last night, and as soon as it went triple zero in overtime, you got to put out a fucking ad talking about, yeah, coming in April 2024, new fucking uniforms? Are you effing kidding me? Do we really need that? Do we really need a reminder that you just had uniforms? What? Did I say five seasons ago? So you're going to come out with a redo? And a game that last offseason, a lot of the pundits were actually predicting you to be in, including myself? That's that's why exactly why I chose to wear this Jets t-shirt. Not to rep my team, because even my wife was like, babe, why are you wearing a Jets shirt? They weren't in the playoffs. They weren't in the Super Bowl. They didn't play last night. So, in other words, what the f- do you have that on? And quite simply, I had to think of it myself. And then I was like, you know what? This faded glory that's on my chest 
actually matches the mood that I'm in right now. Stuff like that, I'm going to pretty much elaborate on later on this episode with this damn broadcast that I saw. So that's what's on deck this week. I know you're probably wondering, why the hell are you talking to us like that? Like, we didn't we didn't tune in to be yelled at. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at anybody who, who takes it personal. I'm yelling at anybody who can listen to it. I'm yelling at anybody who's watching it. Yeah. And talk just like this. See how my head covers the whole screen? Yeah. I mean, shoot. This is this is this is the visual equivalent of getting that late night text that says, Hey, what up, big head? <laughs> but yeah. Um, I woke up today to some discerning news. Don't, don't worry. Nothing, nothing really, nothing health related, nothing family related, more like convenience related. These meteorologists have no idea what the, they're talking about. A couple weeks ago, we were expecting three or four inches or five inches of snow. I swear, all throughout this winter, up until a couple of weeks ago, when we I think we barely got two inches of snow, right? All throughout this win winter, no matter what channel you decided to tune in on, because I live in the state, in the city of New York. I live in Brooklyn. So you got New York 1 on Spectrum News. You got News 12, Brooklyn. You got... Eyewitness News, Channel 7. You got Fox 5 News. You got NBC for New York. You got the CBS, the Channel 2, Evening News. You got all those type of fucking things. Especially picks. You know, uh, News at 11, News at 5, uh, picks in the morning with that cocksucker Byron Miranda, who luckily I haven't been watching that because guess what? My time of getting up early in the morning is gone. My daughter goes to school by herself. She's in high school. I've got time for that now. But I digress. No matter what show you listen to, all these weathermen have been bemoaning the fact that it was going on 600 days of no snow, Six, 650 days of no snow, almost 700 days of no snow. And I'm like, why do you care? You're getting paid anyway, right? You get, you're getting that check deposited into your account every freaking week, every other week, once a month, no matter, I don't know how your, your pay schedule is, but you're getting paid, right? So why do you care on whether or not there's snow on the ground in New York City? Is it abnormal? Yeah, but guess what? A lot of things since 2020 have been abnormal out this mother effort. And I've grown to be accustomed to it. Especially being the fact that I no longer have a truck. I have a car. I've had a car, damn near. Matter of fact, this year makes 10 years. Damn, time for me to get a new car. When I had a truck, when I had a Azuzu Trooper, when I had a Dodge Durango, I could put that mother effer in four-wheel drive, and I would just get up out the bank of snow. 
Now with a regular freaking car, I actually have to shovel. I have to shovel. I have to make sure I have a little bit of traction. I have to make sure I have enough room to get up out of there. In my in my age of 47, going on 48, do you really think I feel like shoveling? My kids are grown. Mean meaning my kids, well, at least the male kids, no longer live here. So I can't say, hey, Mikey, go out. I need you to shovel my car out. Hey, Kai, I need you to go shovel my car out. That's no longer available. And nowadays, with these with this fucking generation, you can try to give them a 20 spot and they'll look at you like, nigga, I ain't I ain't I ain't shoveling your car. Yo, kiss my ass. Which is crazy, but it is what it is. Once in the blue, I bump into a neighbor of mine that has a snowblower. And a couple winters ago, you know, a lot of times, just how time will go, I'll bump into him and he would kind of get me out. But neither here nor there. I woke up to this morning when last night, when I went to sleep, they were talking about, man, we probably get a slushy, slushy one inch. Then I woke up this morning. Matter of fact, my wife woke me up this afternoon talking about, hey, babe, guess what? I got good news. I'm like, what? She's like, I got a snow day tomorrow. A snow day? Yeah, you didn't know? No, I just woke up. Yeah. Um, Mayor Adams, Mr. GSD, getting shit done. Yeah, all right. Good shit, dude. Mr. Mayor Adams decided to call for a snow day. So all schools are closed. We leave the building, and they're going to do remote learning. I.e., my wife works in the building, means she's off. My daughter means she has to do uh, remote learning on her laptop, iPad, whatever digital um, choice she chooses. Great. I'm glad. Alternate side of the park, alternate side parking is suspended. Great. I'm fucking happy for you. Guess what? This guy has to go back to work. I've had yesterday off. I've had today off. I actually had Thursday off. I had last Friday off. So I've had four of the last five days off. And guess what? When I'm about to go back to work for my last three days before I have my long-awaited vacation, they're talking about four to six inches of snow, five to eight inches of snow. And I know you're probably like, so. Well, unfortunately, my shoe job deals with transportation. My shoe job deals with transportation that I don't even like to utilize. I like to utilize my car. And if it's snowing, or if it's the amount of snow that they're talking about we're going to receive, guess what? I got to take my black ass on public transportation which doesn't really matter during the afternoon. But at night, my 20-minute trek home turns into an hour and 20 minutes. That's some bullshit. After seeing all the Cretans all fucking day, I don't feel like seeing them in Rome. feel like being in my Like listening to my tunes, feel like de decompressing by myself.
by my lonely and getting home in a reasonable amount of time. That would not be possible tomorrow if we get this five to eight inches that all the meteorologists, yay, we got snow. been a while since I've been this ornery. Even the times I've said I've been, I was going to be ornery a lot of times within the first five minutes. I'm, I'm nice jovial Mike. Well, guess what? Not happening this week. So since I don't already talk your ears off for at least the last 15 minutes about my personal problem and haven't gotten to a topic at hand, I guess it's time for me to get this show on the road, right? So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Good night, and goodbye. The Kansas City Chiefs accomplished something yesterday that no team has accomplished in the last 20 years, and that's go back-to-back, win, more importantly, win back-to-back Super Bowls that had not been accomplished since 2004, the 2004 iteration of the New England Patriots, helmed by Bill Belichick, helmed by Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And not only did they go back to back, they are now 2-0 in Super Bowls against the San Francisco 49ers. And it kind of, the result was, the result was the same. We got there in way different fashion, but the one constant, which I'll elaborate more on when I actually talk about Kyle Shanahan, because he's another constant, same constant is they had a 10-point lead. This time they had a 10-point lead early in the game. In the Super Bowl a couple years ago, they came back from a 10-point lead midway through the fourth quarter to uh, vanquish the the dreams of 49er faithful to make their gold rush nothing but fool's gold. You know, there's a there's been a lot of talk in social media. There's been a lot of talk in a lot of places this season concerning the script. You know, the sports script. Implying that what we see with our eyes is already a foregone conclusion on the winner and the loser, the victor and the defeated. Now, I'm going to go back to that picture one minute because look at the background. Look at the colors of the Roman numerals of the Super Bowl. They're predominantly purple. Purple with a tinge of red. Now, it came out, I want to say, toward the end of the season in particular, that the last couple years the design, the colors of the Super Bowl, those particular years Super Bowl, just coincided with the teams 
that faced off against each other. Prior to the matchups being known. So I believe they said it started with the the Rams versus the Bengals, in which the majority of the colors were yellow and orange. Yellow for the Rams, orange for the Bengals. Then last year, in a desert, you had red for the Chiefs, green for the Eagles. And this year, you had red, presumably, presumably for San Francisco, and you have purple for Baltimore. And because people don't know how to keep their mouth fucking closed, the NFL had to do had to do a swerve. They do a swerve, and oh, y'all thought y'all think it's gonna be San Francisco and Baltimore? Guess what? We got a trick for you. We're gonna let Baltimore get to the precipice of the Super Bowl, and then we're gonna change the script just so tight, just so slightly, because it's in their better interest to have the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Two weeks of Taylor Swift lead up with Travis Kelsey, a rematch from a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, all the storylines wrote themselves. Kim Mahomes. Win three out of four. Can this Kansas City Chiefs be that dynastic team that people are doubting them? Even four Super Bowl appearances in five years does not make, make a dynasty. So they say. Because that's the case. The Buffalo Bills in the early 90s were their dynasty. They were 0 for 0 and 4. Dallas Cowboys was a dynasty in the early to mid 90s. Three out of four. The Patriots had two dynastic runs. Three out of four from 2001 to 2004. And then a late resurgence from, what was it, 2013 to 2017? See, I had to change course a little bit because I was getting way ahead of myself. Yeah, the Chiefs are dynastic. Yeah, I was starting to go into a history, you know, history or just looking back at history. But history actually repeated itself in other ways, like I said. 49 is coughing up a 10-point lead. Chiefs beating the 49ers in Super Bowl, etc. This game yesterday, there was a lot of subpoints, subplots. I want to say the first half, the 49ers played exceptional on defense. They were played, they played discipline. They they stayed in their running lanes, or should I say their rushing lanes? They didn't allow Mahomes to scramble out 
and get those back-breaking scrambles that ultimately he got toward the end of the game, ultimately he got on that final drive in overtime. Bosa and Young were fearsome. Bosa, Bosa and Young were dominant the majority of the first half. Fred Warner was good in the middle. I mean, their defense held up their end of the bargain. Their offense moved the ball against the Chiefs, but mistakes kept shooting. They kept on shooting themselves in the foot. How many times did we have full start penalties? How many times? ever because he's not known as a fumbler but if you can look back at it when the turning points early in the game were christian mccaffrey coughing it up in the red zone had a chance to really put the foot on the throat foot on the neck of the 49 i mean of the chiefs early they neglected to do so. The Chiefs, they were not without fault themselves. They had penalties, both on the offense and defense. A lot of times, the 49ers were controlling the line of scrimmage. The majority, well, the whole first half, halfway through the second half. Adjustments were made, so forth. Got that. Purdy, a lot of people expected. Brock Purdy to come out tentative, to come out nervous, uh, the moment too big for him. No, it were no, it wasn't. And to be honest, he played an exceptional game. Did he miss on a couple plays, a couple throws? Yes, but I'll give credit to the Chiefs defense, specifically Chris Jones, in applying that pressure that forced Purdy to release that ball a second before he wanted to, to have to cause the overthrow, cause the inaccuracies. He bought himself time, time and time and time again, and got himself out, out, of, out of sacks that a couple years ago, Jimmy G would have succumbed to. Debo was a monster. Yes, I know the stats might not bet, not, might not back it up, but he came in with a fractured elbow. I mean, a fractured shoulder, which I, I wasn't aware that it was actually a fracture. But he came in with a fractured shoulder, and it looked like he, his hamstring locked up on him, and yet he was still giving 110%. Some would say that the downfall of the 49ers would be coaching, and I think they would be correct. And this is, once again, this is me saying that the 49ers didn't lose this game. The Chiefs won this game. But I would be not telling, I, I would not be telling the truth if I didn't say the 49ers didn't have ample opportunity to take control of this game and they just let time i mean opportunity after opportunity fall between their fall between their grasp 
and that was help. That was not helped by coaching decisions. This is something that I've discussed with my partner on Hitting Gems Football, the Mojo King. And Kyle Shanahan has shown in the past when he has faith in his quarterback. Do, do y'all not remember, I think, that last that championship game in which they defeated Green Bay and got the berth into the Super Bowl for the first matchup between these two teams in 2020? And I believe Kyle Shanahan allowed Jimmy G to throw the ball once or twice in that whole second half. Now, don't get me wrong. They didn't really need to. But there was a lot of times in a time that Jimmy G was the quarterback of this team, you could tell play calling was devised of, okay, we need to hide the quarterback. My plays are going to get us to this level. The quarterback, just please just don't do nothing stupid. Just go by the script. Especially this year, especially in this pro season, there's been time and time again that Kyle Shanahan has had too much confidence in his quarterback, i.e. Brock Purdy. Now, I'm not saying that it didn't pay off because they got to the Super Bowl. But when you have the Chiefs, when you, when your defense is balling out and keep them to three points in the first half, and in the second, in the third quarter specifically, you're stunning their offense. You're you're causing them to have punt after punt after punt after punt. And then when you receive that ball with a chance to go up. 17-6, 13-6, Instead of giving the rock to McCaffrey, sends the one fumble, he was controlling the game early in the game. First, the second half, beginning of the second half, I think the run-to-pass ratio was 7-1. to at one point, I believe Brock threw it, I want to say, six to seven straight times. And that led to a couple three and outs. That was the opportunity that the 49ers had and needed to seize in order for them to put enough space in there, put enough space between them and Patrick Mahomes in order to hold off the inevitable onslaught that was coming in the latter part, last stage of the game. On the contrary, when it comes to the Chiefs, their formula, especially in the postseason, has been keep it within a distance, and we got the best quarterback in the league, and all we need to do is keep it within one score. And I'll roll the I'll roll the dice. Patrick Mahomes had to 
tell himself, once again, no need to put my import, imp, implant on this game until necessary. And then that was the last drive of the game to set them up for the game time field goal. And that last drive in overtime in which they marched down the field. For the touchdown to effectively end the game. And this is going to be a trivia, trivia, trivia uh, answer for years to come. Who scored the game winning, Super Bowl winning touchdown in Super Bowl 58 for the Kansas City Chiefs that was not on their opening day roster? This guy, McCall Hardman. This guy, McCall Hartman, the same McCall Hartman who almost cost the champs, the San Francisco, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, a game in the divisional round against the Buffalo Bills by fumbling on the one yard line into the end zone and snuffing out a potential scoring drive. The same McCall Hartman that. <clears throat> A certain team in Gotham, a certain team in Gotham, and you know what, to tell you the truth, this is actually his number. It's not his shirt, but it's actually his number. A certain team in Gotham that um, wears um, green uh, decided to allow to go and leave because, you know, he wasn't all that was cracked up to be in. He didn't fit the system in. You know, they just decided to cut bait with him and allow him to go back home. Yeah, McCole Hartman scored the winning touchdown. Now, there was some chatter, a lot of chatter during the game, especially in the first half. I believe there was either, oh, yeah, there was a holding penalty that snuffed out a drive by one of the backup tight ends. And Travis Kelsey, with all of his intensity, stormed up to Andy Reid and bumped Andy Reid and got in his face and was like, "Put me, keep me in the fucking game. Now, salty A.J. Brown, right receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles, tweeted out, man, I know if that was me, they would have kicked me out the league trying to imply of a double standard when it comes to not only the Kansas City Chiefs, not only Travis Kelsey, but due to the connections of Travis Kelsey, of why he was so demonstrative and why he was, I wouldn't say borderline disrespectful to Andy Reid, but Andy Reid, mid bag of shells, brushed that off. They said that he, uh, Kelsey apologized Afterward, and you could tell in the expression, Andy really didn't feel no way about it. Like he saw what it was. He did his ego. He put his male ego to the side of, "Yo, dude, like really, you trying to disrespect me on the spotlight of the year?" Like you know what? And guess what? Kelsey came out in that second half, showing proved eight catches for like ninety something yards after being held to one catch for one yard in the first half. I mean, shit. 
Maybe that lit a fire upon the rest of the team. Who knows? But that brings me to this question. Can the dynastic Chiefs pull off a three-peat? Can they? I mean, this year, if there was going to be any year that you would have thought that they would be prone to be eliminated, this would have been the year. As I've said in the past, their right receiver core leaves much to be desired. Kadarius, Kadarius Tony was left off the roster for this game. He was he was a DMP. Rasheed Rice had a moment of his own um, in that last drive in regular in the regular last top, last drive in regulation in which. The replay shows that he was open, per se, and that Patrick Mahomes went for the kill and tried to force it into Travis Kelsey. And he was kind of upset, like, yo, I was open. But while a lot of people like, well, you know, everybody knows why he got the ball, why he was getting the ball, because they wanted the fairy tale ending. Travis Kelsey winning, uh, scoring the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift in attendance. I'm not even thinking it that deep. I'm thinking of Travis Kelsey has been there for the last three Super Bowl victories. Not only the last three Super Bowl victories, that's Patrick Mahomes' bro. Not only that, Veteran. Not saying that Rashid Rice has not held up his end of the bargain this year, but game on the line, you can't expect Mahomes to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go throw it to the rookie." No, I'm going to throw it to my to my boy. I'm going to throw it to the dude that 99 percent of the time, when I throw it in his direction, he comes down with. It. Can't fault him for that. Can the dynastic Chiefs pull off a, a three-peat? The AFC is getting stronger by the week, by the month, by the day, by the hour, by the minute, by the second. Just in their division, you have Sean Payton, who will have the quarterback of his choice next season. And... um going to be formidable because he gave that team gave the Chiefs all they could handle in their two games this season. You have the Las Vegas Raiders once again with AP on the sidelines. So a reinvigorated team, a reinvigorated fan base that's not going to give up anything easy. You have the newbie of the division, Jim Harbaugh. Taking over for a talented, a talent-laden team in the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert at his disposal. So that's just in their division. 
Then you have Joe Burrow returning to the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody know Joe Burrow has been a pain in the Kansas City Chiefs' ass for the last couple of seasons. And to tell you the truth, they should be thinking they're lucky stars. He wasn't in the postseason this year. You have Lamar Jackson with a chip on the shoulder trying to prove all the naysayers wrong and hopefully prove himself wrong on the mindset that he had in that AFC championship game. You have the Cleveland Browns. No, you don't have the Cleveland Browns. Fuck them. Pittsburgh is always going to be competitive. If they get a touch, if they get a quarterback, and then you got the AFC East. You got Buffalo Bills. Once again, they still got Josh Allen. As long as you got Josh Allen, you got a shot. You got a shot to make the playoffs, and you got a shot to get eliminated. You have the Miami Dolphins, who should have some self-reflection this season on, okay, we've gotten to this point. Now, what is going? what do we need to do to get over the hump, not only in our division, but when we get to the playoffs, out of that wild card game? Because right now, we are not at the Chiefs' level. We're not even at Buffalo's level. And then last but not least, you have my J-E-T-S, Jets, who will hopefully have a healthy Aaron Rodgers in tow in a make-or-break year for the franchise, for the quarterback, for the head coach, for the GM, pretty much for everybody that wears the green and white or the green and gray or whatever hell kind of uniform they're going to come up with. Did that nasty Chiefs? That's just the AFC. And tell you the truth, that's all they need to be concerned with themselves because the NFC, you got Detroit, but Detroit, unless they stop shooting themselves in the foot, will not be in the big game. You got you got San Francisco. I think they already they they're in Kansas. They're in San Francisco's head right now. If they face off again, ten matchups. Chiefs gonna win seven. Philly, fuck Philly. Dallas, yeah, are, are you are you serious? Dallas. Wake me up when Dallas actually gets to the championship game, and then we could talk. And tell you the truth, that's pretty much it in the, in the NFC. Sorry. That, that, that's it. That's it. But one thing that's been proven, both in football and in basketball, these long runs, these, consec- these consecutive long runs in the postseason to the Super Bowl, to the championship game, to – you're adding wear and tear onto your body. Travis Kelsey, yes, he was able to flip the switch during the postseason. Can he do it in another for another season? But the one re- the one reason why I would say that Mahomes, the one reason I say that the Chiefs have a chance to pull out the three peat is because I already just said it. I spilled the beans. Mahomes, I can't bet against Mahomes. I can't. I tried it two times this postseason, and I had egg on my face both times. This year, this is the first year I was actually pulling against them. That won't happen again. Unless they're going against my Jets, 
which probably won't happen because like that will actually really we actually need to get into the postseason for that to happen. But until that happens, yeah. Dynastic, yeah, I think they can pull up three P. I really do. I really do. Now. Kyle Shanahan, will he ever win the big one? Will he? Please. Please. Kyle Shanahan winning the big one. That's almost like, look at this. Look at this dude. Kyle Shanahan will never, ever win the big one it goes back and you you know i was cutting him some slack i was saying you know it's not all cows full um well i'm not talking about his chances that he had as 49 head coach because you know you're ahead of the ship yeah when the shit goes down you better be ready when the shit goes down when the shit goes down, you better be ready. When you shit goes down. I, I swear, if you saw that picture, I, I don't feel like putting it back up right now. But I was considering giving him, I was actually shooting him some bail. I said, you know, that should not, that 28 to 3 collapse by the Atlanta Falcons against the New England Patriots. Shouldn't be held at his feet. Shouldn't be laid at his feet. That's not his fault. No. Was was he the head coach? No. He was the offensive coordinator. So even if he had some asinine thoughts of, you know what, I got a quarterback, I'm going to air it out. Yeah, I know all I need is one first down and the game is over. No, but I'm going to air it out with Matt Ryan. That wasn't his, that should not have been his ultimate decision. Because he had somebody else that he was supposed to answer to. You know, there's, there's people down in the A that still have nightmares of that day. One of them would happen to be my brother-in-law, Mr. Fat-Ass Beats. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Before I was corrected, before, no, I know it's Mr. Low-Fat Beats. But people don't realize, matter of fact, I shouldn't say people, because that sounds like I'm throwing a sub, which I'm not. A lot of the public does not realize that before he became Mr. Low Fat Beats, his previous name was Fat Ass Beats with a PH. And then he realized, well, Low Fat, Fat Ass, Beats is the constant, Low Fat Beats. Beats, Fat Beats for the low. But yeah, that mother effer has nightmares to this day 
about the time that they were up 28-3 and they coughed up the lead. You don't want to hear me? You don't want you don't want to listen to me? Look, matter of fact, damn it. I'm gonna put this. Shanahan, you will never win a Super Bowl. What did it say? Shanahan, you will never win a Super Bowl. Still pissed off Falcon fan. <laughs> I'm glad that after all these years, he's still having nightmares of that. Because Normally, I would resort. I would resort. I would resort to calling this particular individual a CS. But being the fact that that's my brother-in-law, I'm going to give him the respect that I wouldn't give anybody else in this fucking world for this. Yes, that was me and him playing Madden and him beating me with those putrid-ass Falcons, 51-14, late night. And then he snuck, he sneakily put it on Facebook. Like, who the fuck uses Facebook anymore? Evidently I do, because I got the screenshot, right? He put it up there to sprinkle some salt, sprinkle some salt on my wound. I told him, as soon as I get this passing down, matter of fact, as soon as I get the rust off, he's in my crosshairs. And I will show him no mercy like Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike God, no mercy, sir. Do you know there's people that I would have cut off for less? Every time I talk about Kyle Shanahan, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to refer to Kyle Shanahan in his inbox every chance I get. Because what he did to me three days ago and counting, I told him he's lucky we wrapped hidden gems football up. For the season, so there will not there will not be any type of repercussions. Well, not repercussion, retribution. At least not on that platform. But <laughs> guess what? At my own platform, and each and every time, as long as it's in my mind that he ran up the score. Don't you know this mother effer kicked a field goal with two seconds remaining just to make sure he could put a fifty spot on my ass? He was almost like the guy from training day. And I'm Ethan Hawk. And he's sitting at the table. And he's like, hey, SA, you ever have it? You ever had your shit pushed in? And Ethan Hawk is like, 
No. And then the other guy say, hey, I say, I've had my shit pushed in. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. That's my brother-in-law, Mr. Low Fat Beats. Loving having his shit pushed in. You know what? I have no edit button. Don't take it literally. But yeah, I had to have some type of retribution because that mother effer did me dirty. <laughs> See, I'm not even cursing at him. It's like, brother, love you. Kyle Shanahan never going to win the big one. I done got way off tack. So guess what? Makes no sense to even go into any further. And I might as well just uh, get to exactly the main event of this episode. Speaking of having this shit pushed in, for my video watches right now, doesn't it look like that's exactly what Usher is doing to Alicia Keys? That that hand, that gloved hand is conspicuously um, placed in the area that I mean, listen, I listen. I know when it comes to the entertainment field, especially nowadays, especially with all the allegations and information that's coming out from years and years and years of backstage, backstage parties and rituals and all that. That you know, sharing shit. Uh, one for you, one pump for you, one pump for me. Two pumps for you, one, two pumps for me. Three three pumps for you, one, two, three pumps for me. Four pump, no, no pumps. So that that's not actually out, out the ordinary. But Usher's Super Bowl halftime show was hyped. It was anticipated. It was, I mean, people were, my daughter. My daughter, main event K. She doesn't really follow football. Only thing she really knows or concerns herself about football is the following. Dad, you place a bet. Who's winning? And did you win said bet? <laughs> That's really it. And of course, Super Bowl halftime show. She wants to be front and center. Last year, she was amped about Rihanna showing up. And this year, even though I, I actually have to scratch my head up, because I'm like, what is 17? Usher has been out for almost, well, I'm about to say, Usher's been out for at least 30 years. A lot of Usher's hits is, is, is a Blockbusters, I think, happened before she was born. Boy, she was in the infantile stage. Why is she so amped about watching Usher? And get your mind out the gutter because I'm not, I'm not even. Everybody knows about Usher's 
uh, Vegas, Vegas antics. Everybody knows about when, since he has a residency at in Vegas, that when you show, when you go to the show, um, when you go to an Usher show, you're paying for Usher to disrespect you in front of your woman. And not by disrespecting you, no. By having your woman oogle and drool and wish that they could do it my way, my way, when I say go. You know, they want they want him to be like, let it burn, burn. They want to be his boo, my boo, my boo, my boo. I swear. And that brings me to problem number one with Usher's Super Bowl halftime show. And I know, I, t- I know, y'all probably like, hold on, it was a mad speech. And no, yeah, it was all right. It's all right. I'm not hating. It was, it was all right. Problem number one, and the reason I put this number one because everything else can is literally a nitpick. This one is absolute truth. Once I saw. This figure, and I know it had been rumored, but once I saw this figure, or should I say I heard the keys on a piano, I'm like, ah, this broad. She just couldn't let things be. She just had to be in the fucking spotlight, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Once upon a time, I was an Alicia Keys fan. And that was once upon a long time ago. That was once upon a time where, yeah, I know this shouldn't be woman shaming, but this was once upon a time before she took Swiss Beats from his wife, his woman, the mother of his children. And pretty much is like, yeah, I'm coming out the, I'm going back in the closet for your ass. Yeah, Swizzy. Before she became the poster woman, the poster child for no makeup, which, matter of fact, that's good because, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm a man that, like, I don't really care for, um, makeup on my woman now i'm not gonna tell her not to wear any makeup but i like the natural look so i keep it to a cousin feel so good feel so good see y'all gotta be a certain age to catch that joke that was a brand newbie in play i like the natural look so i kicked it to a cousin feel so eh, anyway check it out all for one brand nubian sadat x Lord Jamal, Grand Pooba. Who can get busy like this, man? And say not a man and not find a man. Call Grand Poo, he'll give you a call. Oi! 
They say no other MC can save me. Yeah, anyway. Alicia Keys. She doesn't, she can't sing. Like maybe she was, maybe she was able to hold a tune back in the days. Maybe she, maybe she uh, formalized her music so you could kind of hide the fact that she couldn't. Some people want it all. I want nothing at all. Everything is you, babe. Like I, I can, I can sing better than that, bro. And I can't sing. Plus, a lot of her anthems, everything became a fucking anthem with her. No one, no one. If I heard that one, remember back in the days of MySpace and you was able to uh, set up your page with all the graphics and all the music, the backgrounds and all that shit. How many women did you know that you were friends with, besides Tom, that had that? As their as their theme of their page. No one, no one, no one. Oh. I don't think I've liked this since. You don't know my name, and I swear, but you. And that was the background singers. I don't know. That just that put a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the performance. But I guess I'll have to go on because I probably given her way too much time. But back to this picture. This picture that was some disrespectful shit. I'm sorry, and not even on Usher part. Anybody know how Usher get down? I'm sorry, I'm not, and I'm not an insecure dude. Look, when my wife used to go out. When Mrs. O used to go out back in the days to the club with her friends, with the cousins, I would actually buy her outfits to go to the club in, to go to the lounge in. Because I wanted that shit lit, sitting nice. I wanted all the other mother efforts out there to see what the fuck I was, what the fuck was coming home to me. I'll give a slap on the ass, a kiss on the cheek, and say, baby, have a good time. There was only one rule. There was only one rule when my wife would go out on the town. And that rule was, wake me when you get up. Soon as I get home, I'll take it all from you. Baby, you do what you gotta do. Yeah, I know that's But that was the one rule. Soon as you came home, wake me up. Because I wanted the fruits of the labor. Meaning, you know, you done danced, you done had a couple, couple cocktails. I done wistfully waited for you. To come home, to come, come, come in, my, come into our humble abode, and if my wife 
with a reputation like this heifer right here. My wife had a reputation like this heifer. Look at her. That that song was that song was a little bit. She was feeling that song just a little bit too much. My boo, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, now, another thing that I'm not going to lie, it took me a minute. Yeah, I say it took me until after the performance to really, really let it set in my mind who this individual was, who this very talented female was that was sharing the stage at the halftime at the Super Bowl and getting or giving a guitar solo. And that would be H. Her whole, I wouldn't say her gimmick, but her whole thing has been let her talent speak for herself. That's why, especially when you came out, nobody knew who her looked like. And guess what? It worked for me because I actually had forgot that. I was like, darn, she, 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 that kind of be somebody familiar. That sound familiar. Like, who, who is that? Oh, that's her. That's her. Okay. Yeah, her. Listen, that guitar solo, beautiful, beautiful. You know, and and I'm glad. I'm just glad that, I mean, she's gotten the kudos that she deserved over the last couple of years because she's an amazing artist. She's an amazing songwriter. She's an amazing, a lot of things. But um, yeah, I'm glad she was able to get that Super Bowl spotlight. Now, this is at the end of the halftime show, the end of the performance. You have Ludacris, conveniently now rocking the afro again, mm. and the sideburns. It's almost like he's telling Cat Williams, I don't, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never changed. Yeah, okay. You got Little John, who I ain't gonna lie, I had to do a double take. Like, who that, that's Little John? Damn, damn, Little John, Little John is different. Like, you know, like Little John is yeah. Like, okay, got okay, Little John. And then you had Little Dutch Boy. Oh my bad, Little Jermaine Dupree, looking like CeeLo. From Goody Mob, but those socks, like those socks are suspect. Actually, that that outfit is kind of suspect, but I don't know. It's like he didn't he was trying to hide the fact that he didn't, he's overweight. He gained like look like he pushed like 250. Matter of fact, he could be 200 being the fact he's like five foot nothing. So 200 to make him look like Yokozuna out that bitch. But then you had Usher. Usher with the with the bodysuit looking like giant Gonzalez out that bitch. 
looking like uh a person from the running man from yeah the running man i i, I don't know like overall the super bowl halftime show was great my other nitpick that i'm gonna that i'm gonna put down because um I'll, i'm getting a little bit long window on this is i know with 15 minutes you have to have a medley of hits that's why especially the bigger art the bigger the bigger the artist you are the harder it is to me to have a medley of hits because you're trying to cram everything in or you at least try to give the hits usher and this is one reason why this notion that chris brown could ever hold a candle to usher if they ever decide to do a versus tell you the truth if anybody really decided to do a versus with usher we have a hard time because 20 his top his general to me that was one of the problems that i had with the super bowl show super bowl halftime show my wife tried to explain explain to me babe like he has 15 minutes he can't put he has to go like this but it was at part to in parts to me it was too rapid fire like some of the jams i'm like before i was able to open my mouth it was on to the next one I'm like damn he had to he had to cram maybe like 30 songs into that 15 minutes when he first started i was like eh, damn i i don't want to i don't want to say usher sounds off but but then i had to realize and tell you the truth his voice did snap back i think he realized like, oh okay i'm off key i did have to realize that he gives a performance the show is going to be a lot of costume changes. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. But in particular, and I don't know why, StreamYard, y'all can suck my you-know-what because y'all trying to blow minds right now. Anyway. I, I understand. It was just starting to be too rapid fire to me. So, I mean, that was really critiques to the halftime show. My other critique, and I won't even say it's a critique, it was more like an observation. Since when the ice spice? become part of the Taylor Swift entourage. Now, and that's no shade. That's no shade whatsoever. Because as I've said before, and I'll say it again, for homeboy, home, homeboy, homegirl from the Bronx to come from where she came from, to do the things that she's doing right now, 
whether or not you think you you which or you really appreciate her music her genre music for her to be arm in arm with the the top artists in the world point blank not just pop artists the top artists in the world for her to be i guess on a first name basis of tay your ice for her to have that spotlight and I, i'm not sure if it started at the grammys last week and she was like yo you look it might and that part to me that would even probably be better because it would be more orga organic. Yo, I hollered at you. We chopped it up. Yo, I'm feeling you. Matter of fact, yo, you're going to be my guest. Roll with me. Roll with me to the Super Bowl. That doesn't seem coordinated to me. To me. Maybe I'm being too naive, but that seems like, okay, it's a good look for me. It's a good look for you. But I truly do enjoy your company. And, you know, I'm fucked with you. When I saw that, I'm like, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Salute. Last note on the Super Bowl, not so much, so much for halftime, but all the celebs in attendance. Beyonce. Had a Super Bowl commercial with Verizon in which she's saying, I'm dropping music, or she wanted to break the internet. But with Verizon, you can't break the internet because they're nation. She put out, debuted two, I think, two singles last night, right after the commercial during the Super Bowl. And I guess. That was probably the most apt time to do so because you knew all eyes were going to be on the Super Bowl. First, because it's Super Bowl. Second, because Taylor Swift is uh, involved with one of the star players of one of the, of one of the teams in the Super Bowl. So you know that was going to be it. But and I wish I would have had a screen capture of this, and I didn't. That to me seemed manufactured. Matter of fact, I wouldn't say manufactured. That was planning. That was strategizing. But that little shot of her looking unbothered in the suite. And you have Jay-Z hovering in the background looking like Gary Gnu. That looked manufactured because tell you the truth, look, I, I don't even get into all the gossip when it comes to that shit because at the end of the day, don't make me know, never mind, I care less. There ain't no love in there. There's no love in the club. No love in the club. There was no love in the suite. They're like, look, I mean, we got kids. We're worth a billion together. You're worth a billion by yourself. I need you to help my billion near status. I don't know. It's just, it's just something off when it comes to them. And to not get too deep, because like I said, I'm not gonna I, I really don't care for so much, 
but there is a difference. You can see a notice noticeable difference in the eyes of Beyonce. There's no life in her eyes anymore. I'm not sure how many people, and I'm not even on a conspiracy theorist um shit. There was always, no matter whether you liked her, disliked her, thought she was thought thought she was overexposed, whatever, there was always a light in her eyes that is no longer there. There was always a light, a lightness in her voice that is no longer there. That's that's uh that'll probably be a topic for a later date. But yeah, that's um yeah, that's my Super Bowl, my Super Bowl wrap up. Ain't that a bitch? All I want is a sandwich. Why is it so hard for you to make me a sandwich? That's all I have to, that's all I ask for. I come home from a long day's work and I sit down on this couch and I record these podcasts and all I want is a sandwich. Well, why can't you make a Because it's not my job to make a sandwich. I, I, you know what, yesterday I bought two sandwiches, but guess what? I didn't like the two sandwiches because they weren't made by you. Oscar, you're a lazy motherfucker. I may be a lazy motherfucker, but you know what not, what would not make me a lazy motherfucker? As if you made me a sandwich that I've been asking for, for the duration of Hey Arnold. Oh my God. Why? Why is it so hard for you to let me? Hey, make me a sandwich. And why does he have a a magnet? Is that a magnet or is that a horseshoe? I think it's a magnet because I think he was scheming on going someplace and trying to rob somebody of this sandwich. This mother effer right here is one of the most useless individuals in the history of animation. Because he's always begging his wife, can you make me a sandwich? I'm sitting here drinking duff after duff after duff. I I smell like purity shit. But I want my wife to get out of her bed and make me a sandwich. This. This dude right here. Look, he don't even have no socks on. Dirty, nasty mother effer. With that being said, that brings us to the end of an interesting edition of the Salty Thoughts of Mike Step podcast. I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all for making me and this podcast the one y'all choose to view and the one y'all choose to listen to. Next week, there will be no effing episode next week. You want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why? I will tell you why. Because next week, it's my anniversary. My anniversary. Do you know what next week is? It's my anniversary. My anniversary. Yes. Not only my anniversary, because that would be selfish of me. It's the anniversary, the 25th year. Anniversary, the 25th. Yeah, would that be the silver anniversary? I guess so. Of me and Mrs. Ooh saying I do. So 
being the fact that my anniversary is this Friday, the 16th, and our or around, there will be no episode next week. And that kind of my vacation but my vacation it's my anniversary and it's almost like the anniversary of the last time that i had a problem with Streamyard. Streamyard, you see i've been nice to y'all matter of fact i'll say Streamyard slander for right before i'm about to get off because that's tainting the announcement that it's my anniversary so next week there will be no episode Instead of giving an episode next Monday, I'll give an episode during the middle of the week. But no, 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 no. I am taking much needed time. So the next episode of the Salty Thoughts, a Mike Step podcast, will drop conveniently the day after Elimination Chamber. So I guess. Hmm, I wonder what the topic, what the subject, what the, the synopsis of that episode will be about. Hmm. But yeah, next episode of the Sorted Daughter Mike Step podcast will drop late Sunday night, October 25th, early Monday morning, October 26th. So I'll see y'all in two weeks. Please check out Hidden Gems Football, hosted by the Mojo King and myself, Mike Steph. New episodes drop each and every Thursday, where they was going to drop each and every Thursday, on the YouTube page of the YouTube channel of the 19 Media Group. But the reason I said was is because we just did our season finale this past weekend. So please check out Hidden Gems Football, hosted by the Mojo King and myself, Mike Steph, on the YouTube channel of the 19 media group for our super bowl preview because guess what we preview shit we don't recap shit you want to recap well you done just listen to the recap if you want a detailed analysis on the recap guess what check us next year and maybe we'll get around to it but yeah please like and subscribe to youtube channel of the 19 media group because it's not like you're not gonna hear from us or see us until next July, I think this year we're actually going to give a couple um, little pop up here, pop up there about free agency, not the draft, but free agency, and um, just like the state of what's going on in the NFL during the off season. So we might give one or two episodes depending on how we feel. But yes, please check us out over there. Check out the Salty Thoughts of Mike Step podcast available on the following platforms: the audio version. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, amongst others. New episodes of the audio version drop each and every Wednesday. You can check me out on the social medias at Mike Steffens, double underscore on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mike, double underscore Steph on the gram, Instagram that is, and Mike Steph, single underscore on TikTok. Yeah. 
like I said at the very beginning of this episode, I'm glad that I went forth in giving y'all or shot in recording this episode because it did kind of help some of the um, feelings I was feeling, help the mood that I was in. And um, it's funny because now since I'm wrapping it up, those moods, those feelings are starting to reoccur. But regardless, um, please, and I don't like asking if it comes out naturally, it does come out naturally, but please like, subscribe, leave a, uh, leave a comment, share, share, share a like. Uh, so we could try to expand this because little do y'all know next month will be the one year anniversary of the rebranded Salty Thought to Mike Steph. Yes, when I fully became a YouTube entity along with my audio, my audio offerings. We're rapidly approaching the 50th episode of the Salty Thoughts of Mike Steph podcast. And coincidentally, when we reached the 50th episode of the Salty Thoughts of Mike Steph, we will reach the 200th episode in the Salty Thought podcast overall. So it'll be a double. Celebrate the time. Come on. Let's celebrate. So I will probably five episodes out. I'll be starting the road to 50 and the road to 200. Yeah. One last thing before I get out of here, because this is a random thought. To all my people of a certain age, a certain age bracket, a certain musical taste, y'all remember Cool in the Gang, right? Celebrate good times, come on. And uh, cherish the love we have. We must cherish the life we give. Do y'all realize that Cool in the Gang came out in the I think the early to mid 70s and they had a longevity i think approaching the 90s james taylor before i lay down by your side was the lead man and there was a transition from she's a bad man pajama no 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 was it no Switched up my songs for a minute, but there's a song. Um, damn, I forgot I forgot the name of it, but I'm not trying to hold this long-winded. But there was a transition from them being like a funk group, um, you know, nothing all about the band to pretty much background for James Taylor. And James Taylor was he was blowing. Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna throw this out there. That might be a topic for a certain. Hidden Gem Czar, along with his trusty companion. Matter of fact, not his trusty companion, the one and only Willie Freeman of Hip Hop Hidden Gems. Yeah, I know it's not hip hop per se, but there I say, Cool in the Gang had a large imprint 
especially on the early, early, early stages of hip hop. That's just my thoughts. That's my two cents. I don't know. I guess that's my way of just saying, you know, you know what? If you're on the audio, I mean, if you're on the video, you can see exactly what I'm doing. You know, when it comes to hip hop hidden gems, who should be dropping very soon. If you're on the audio, you can figure out exactly what I'm doing with my finger that's pointing to a certain individual that's speaking on his own mic. I'm just saying. So with all that being said, Stitch, you got anything to say? Third Stitch, he don't got nothing to say. He's a, he's a, he's a strong and silent type, while I'm the loud and boisterous type. So with all that being said, um, it's time for me to get out of here. So I will see y'all in two weeks. Not one, two weeks. Until the next edition of the Salty Door to Mike Step Podcast. Goodbye. Stitch, you're gonna have to you have to step it up. Like, like, like we had a thing going on. You just, you know, I have to have a back and forth. That's why I have you in there. You're supposed to be my trusty sidekick. So when I when I finally, after an hour and a half of straight talking, throw it to you, you gotta give me more than a gotta give me a you know what I'm saying? Give me five. All right. No. Shoot. Can't let the dashing one hang. This dashing individual. Especially for my anniversary. You don't wish me happy anniversary. I always do that. See? Now you got me forgetting how to... That We're still recording. So all that's now out in the atmosphere. That means you got to step up. If you don't step up, I'm going to find some replacement for you. Goodbye. Same old same
Oh, <laughs> my